Welcome back to the Two Dudes That Game podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ender, and I'm here with our wonderful co-host, the one and only James, the third, the the third, the one that came before, the gaming dad, the thingamabobber, whatever he decides to change to next, because we can't keep our name straight, and I don't even know what to call you anymore. So well, James like, is fine. James, James is fine. Just, listen, James, James, James the third that said, "I'm done. I'm done. There's nothing. It's too much. Uh, I, you know, it's too much trying to like find a brand for yourself that fits." So you're just gonna go with James is the best you got. It's been it's I mean, been your brand your whole life. You might as well just go back to it. Might as well just go with it. Might as well just go with it. I, I, I mean, I used to be that. called because I'm the third. I used to be teased all the time in high school and stuff as King James, but then of course LeBron came along and. I mean, well, ruin that because he was. What am I? Because then I was getting people would be like, "Oh, you think you're King James just because you're a LeBron fan or you're from Ohio?" And I was like, "No, actually, it was like my nickname. I'm older than him." So yeah, I, I, I had it first, it. and everyone else that was James the Third probably had. Uh, I probably the said King the same James. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people need to realize the history behind that to understand like there's probably been a lot of people nicknamed king james over yeah, the yeah. uh history of uh everything if you really go and, back you know fair enough he, he's he's king james fair enough i'm not gonna argue with him about you know what people have decided to call him over the years he's well he's i mean slightly we could, more popular than i am we, he's slightly <laughs> I mean, slightly but i mean we could argue does the king title actually fit for him over his career? But oh, that, that's no a, argument. That's a different. Oh, there's an argument. There's always an yeah. argument. You just like to argue anyone you don't like. I I personally don't dislike LeBron. In all honesty, I I don't dislike LeBron at all. I just think if you can have the argument that over the course of time, he's top ten. Where you place him in the top ten? I would say he's. I would say he's top five. I'll give I, you top five. I personally, I personally think. I personally think he's the best ever. Argumentatively, I understand, but I think you're. I don't care if you think Jordan's the best or if you think Shaq. You know, whatever you're. The, there's just no way you can well, take him out of your I top don't, five. I it's don't kind of think. Point. I don't think you can build. Because remember, I come from uh, like my background's baseball. So you can't yeah. build like who's the greatest player of all time because every position's different. Every job's different across the field all over there. Yeah. I look at it more as if I was going to build the greatest team, is he on it? And the answer is absolutely. Is Correct. he in my starting five? I don't know. Like that's up to for debate on like, is he the starting five? If he's not, who would you have there? But of the era that we're playing in today, I mean, the the numbers tell you the story. There's no one close to him. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and it's and that's there. Now, everyone's going to go to championships and things like that. But I think the, one of the greatest basketball players ever that is never in the conversation, Charles Barkley, isn't in the conversation because of championships. But he statistically Correct, yeah. was better than everybody else. He was statistically the best player on the dream team. Yeah. But anyway, this isn't about sports. We could go into that. <laughs> yeah, I have my own uh, opinions there, but you brought that on. You got the the heat going there. Like, man. You, getting all fired up. 
Gotta put I gotta, my, my I gotta boy. Start, start. That's that's how I gotta get you going before we play games, my, especially uh, when I get you back into Warzone. That's not gonna happen. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I mean, you got my my boy Bird's got to be out there somewhere. I mean, you're only a month away from the new one coming out, anyways. You might as well get a little practice in. I don't need any practice because the one that's a month away is gonna be completely different than what we're playing right now. We'll see. So I don't believe it. I, we'll find out. I don't need the practice. It'll come back to me as soon as I turn the game on. Yeah, it was it was sad today. Um. Anyway, speaking of sad today or sad September second, um, one of the games that you kind of got me involved with when we were stepping away from Warzone and all the this other is craziness. The start of our friendship too. Yeah, kind of was the start. Um, we don't have the greatest news from ten forty seven games the developer that creates Splitgate, and uh you sent this to me so i'll let you go into what's going on over you know i don't think think sad news is necessarily the the uh, well the right thing i mean different news different news here's the here's the easiest way to do this i'm just going to read a little bit of this uh note that they left on twitter to their fans to our Splitgate fans we could not be here without your support we pride ourselves on trying to be as community focused as possible, we strive to improve our game and build a better future for Splitgate because of the enthusiasm of our fans. Thank you. Splitgate achieved a level of success that we could not have anticipated and that few indie games are fortunate to reach. That initial success brought an opportunity to turn what started as a college dorm dream project into a AAA game that could stand toe-to-toe with shooters from the biggest publishers in the industry. But this also meant that as we brought on top-tier talent from across the industry, we spent a lot of our time trying to rework old content and systems that were originally built by a handful of people. Now, it goes on to talk a little bit more. This is directly from 1047 Games. Now, I want to remind everyone, this was a very passion project. Uh, a couple of guys in a, in a room, they they were in beta for a long time. They had a, tons of testing. And then for whatever reason... These guys basically, for, for all intents and purposes, and do you remember when this blew up? These guys basically went to bed one night and woke up to like a million people playing their game. Yeah. I mean, it was like, what? The game started crashing. Everybody loved it. It was like the perfect storm when Warzone was just not in a good spot. Halo was delayed. Uh, it was just this fresh... It was, it was, for all intents and purposes, it was old school Halo with with gates portal yeah i mean you basically and with these portal gates portal gates and, and until all the streamers and pro gamers and everybody got involved it was super fun then it got to the point that if you didn't know how to use a portal you couldn't survive five seconds in the game and these the, the people that play the game they are phenomenal at the game it yes is, it yes is, they are i mean it is it really is a really really good game so with that being said and i don't think this is a sad thing basically what they're doing is they're going to be shutting down our game. They said, we're turning our attention away from iterative, smaller updates and going all in to focus on a new game in the Splitgate universe, which will present revolutionary, not evolutionary, changes to our game. It will be a shooter, it will have portals, and it will be built in Unreal Engine 5. Oh, and wait, it will be free. Um, I know a lot of people are upset. Uh, They're going to have one more battle pass that's going to come out. Uh, It's going to be free. There as a thank you to everyone. Uh, the game, I'm not quite sure if the game will shut down or they'll keep it running. Um, 
but it, it, for I really like what they're doing because obviously as that game grew, they got, you know, a development team came in, they've hired people. They've, I mean, this studio grew very quickly in a matter of weeks. They signed a bunch of deals. They got a ton of money. They expanded their servers instead of constantly putting a bandaid on something over and over and over and over. They're just like, let's just make a second game and start from scratch. Yeah, and I, I think, and and before you speak, I, I want to jump in real quick. I just want to remind you, they could have done what they're about to do, like every other development studio does, just like Overwatch Two going to come out for a long time. It was rumored, it was rumored, but they wouldn't confirm. From the beginning, one of the biggest praises from the Splitgate team is how transparent they were. We even did an episode specifically about how transparent they are with their fans and with their community but more so than almost any other studio. So I really like the fact that whether you're sad or you're not, they're telling you up front what they're doing. So, yeah, I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't want to look at it, at it as, Hey, it's, it's sad for the company. So companies have to grow and expand. They have to live off of more than one game. Look at every AAA title. They create a game every two years. It might be based the same. It might be the thing, but look, there's another Call of Duty coming out. There's five Grand Theft Autos. You know, there's always going to be the next game that comes out. The part that I I don't 100% like when studios go into this is they just got a ton of money. They just got all of these different things that the developers that they're coming at and when you read it, I just want to make sure as we go forward, they continue to build their passion project, not the game that their investors want them to build. And from this, I don't know who is saying, hey, guys, we've got to cut this game. It's not making enough money in the back end. We want you to build something brand new. You have X number of... But they're not saying it's not making enough money. But they're never going to put that in here. I understand that. Okay, so that, that's but my I thing. When think... I see things like this after people have taken large amounts of money, and now it's not a passion project anymore. It is a business. I have people that I have to get their money back to, and I have to make them more money off of that. And now I need to go build a brand new game it's going to be free. Okay, cool. We have seen what the free models look like. Um, I think Splitgate has a chance of doing cool character models, making different designs, doing all of those different things in that universe. I'm just saying I would be very interested to watch this as the game comes out and see if it still feels like the passion project they started with or is it the corporate game they needed to build in order to make people happy? Because you always have one of those that you have to do. You go from passion project to corporate game. The corporate game happens to give you even more money to where you can throw all those investors away. Then the third game is the one you get to build the passion project out of again because you don't need the investors anymore. So my concern is, is this that middle game that the new you know, board directors and board members decided they wanted to make. 
I don't know who's on their board. I don't know who's making those decisions. They could be all hardcore, awesome gamers and be like, you know what? Everything you just said was 100% true. And we just want to give everyone the greatest game we can build. And we can't do that with what we have today. We need to start over, rebuild and do it. I will believe that when I see what starts coming from them and their transparency over the history of it comes from when they did not have anyone to respond to. Well, no one I else was calling any other remember, shots. I do want to point out if you remember the, their main investor, I don't know if they've added people because you and I obviously haven't followed the game. We haven't jumped back into it, but it was a friend. And one of the things they talked about when they did invest, I remember the episode, I re-listened to it uh, yesterday, uh, was how it was about keeping it that passion project. And that was one of the things that's why they agreed to partner with. So I hope that friend didn't go to all of his friends and because that's how that works. Oh, no, I understand. A friend of a friend becomes friends of five other people. We we always talk about cut, cut developers, cut publishers some slack until they prove you wrong. I I am very excited. If there's anyone that's been transparent, I will say it's them, and I they they really have n- have not given anyone any reason to to de. I want to throw something out of left field to you. It just kind of popped into my head. Do you think there's any chance that one of the reasons they need to rework their game and do well, one they're moving to Unreal Engine five, which I think is incredible. I don't even know was it on Unreal four or was it on Unity? Do you do you remember? Uh, it was definitely on Unreal. I don't know what version. Okay, well, well obviously not, not on, on five, Unity. That, yeah, but obviously not on five because no. that wasn't out at the time. Uh, so I'm excited they're they're going forward with with a new engine. They're probably going to update it. But my question to you is: Is there? Do you think there's any chance that three four three and Microsoft decided they didn't like them using their guns? No. Okay. No, because you would have the lawsuit, and if their transparency is anything the way there is, there would have to be a lawsuit from three four three for them to stop doing what they're doing. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't just curious, not have it. Just curious the, if you thought there'd be any chance. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they were big enough players for three, four, three to care. I think their game. Um, I mean, I, Microsoft I personally promoted just don't the crap. Microsoft promoted the crap. Yeah. Out of like the end of the day, too, so. I don't think Microsoft's group of people and Microsoft games are like that. If it was Sony game, there'd have been a lawsuit the next day. If it was Nintendo, there'd be a lawsuit the next day. Like if they're like, sitting there throwing red mushrooms, throwing red shells. Yeah. And- if you had, I mean, <laughs> Nintendo shut down. We talked about it. The fan project where he was just building it for himself and happened to yeah. put the code up on GitHub. Someone grabbed it and then redistributed it out as a, as a um, emulator and Nintendo shut him down and, and, and sued him terribly. So, they would have to put a lawsuit in and if there was a big lawsuit from a smaller studio against my from microsoft on copyright infringements of your game i don't know if that friend's giving him the amount of money that he did okay i'm gonna throw one more at you one more okay one more and we'll move on after the story halo it's a very split audience the diehard halo fan is constantly saying it doesn't need a battle royale. 
It doesn't need a battle royale. It does. At the end of the day, people like Nick Merckx and Doc were right. It needed a battle royale because that's the only way to currently, in today's gaming, where they stand toe to toe with the Call of Duties and stuff, that to remain relevant. That you just can't remain relevant on on regular multiplayer anymore. I'm just gonna say, in my opinion, I think I think that's true. Do you think there's any chance at all? Splitgate's like, fine. I guess if Halo doesn't want to do a battle royale, we'll just do it. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't, if I were them and I was going to build a free to play game, I would be building a battle royale right now if I wanted to. I mean, a, make a uh, big. their game with the portals and BR would be, could it, be it would be ridiculously difficult technical feat with the portals because of how large, because of how large the map, the be. map is going to have to be and your the space that you're going to need to like. Portal in general, when the game came out, was huge because of how you were moving through space and time in the game itself. To do that on a 100-person multiplayer map, as things are shrinking, you have 200, 300, 400 things you have to keep track of at any given time of where they're at to move you forward and back instantaneously. Yeah. I mean, it would be a feat to do something like that, but if you read this, it sounds like they want to pull something off amazing. So, sure, why not? Like I if I were them. If it was going to be the same game, I feel like they would just say we're just going to update the game start from scratch, rebuild it. Yeah, I, I if I were them or if I was going to build my own game right now I would be looking to create a better Tarkov like the looter shooter I think is the extraction the game extraction, extraction looter royal. shooter all of that would be the game that I would be looking to create with the ease of play that Call of Duty has where anyone can do it because Tarkov is extremely punishing. So not anyone, not everyone's going to want to pick up and play that game. You're not going to get mass adoption ever. You're just, just never going to get that. But if you can create that style of game with that gameplay with Call of Duty mechanics and feel, which the Unreal Engine 5 could bring to you with something unique, that's what I would be building. Now, oh, God, them, I, I will say, I will it, say this: the YouTube videos of someone going in with fully geared to get someone portal behind them and kill them, and they lose all their stuff. Oh, Man, I mean, the rages would be amazing to watch. It would be, but I, I don't think this game could do that type. a looter shooter extraction. I think they do a standard battle royale, and they learn from every mistake that has been made by every single battle royale that's out there. And if I was going to make my battle royale, the one game that I'm following is Fortnite. I am following the Fortnite model to a T. I am out there talking to every industry possible, getting every kind of marketing deal I can into my game. I am making it a a more cartoony game. I'm not making it a hardcore game or any of that kind of stuff because I'm going mass adoption. So you're going talk for just money. Uh, well, I'm going mass adoption across project. all platforms. Gotcha. Now, 
That doesn't mean I can't put great gunplay in it, have amazing movement, have awesome stuff inside of it. But I do understand that if I want mass appeal, I have to appeal to a nine-year-old kid and a 35-year-old person at the same time. That's not easy to do. Fortnite nailed it. So that's what I would be doing. And, and I think we will see a battle royale from this. When I read it, when you first sent it to me, I thought battle royale. That, that's immediately what I thought. Um, so good luck to them. I'll be happy to see whatever they're going there. I really hope they stick to their guns, stay transparent, build the game that they want to build. Um, because they figured out how to do it. Now they did become a success overnight and you don't want to stay an overnight success. You want to become a triple a studio. So in order to do that, yeah, I mean, battle Royale is the way to do it, especially when you don't have, um, a name to help move you forward, such as halo. Gotcha. And that's what we're kind of going to get into next. I kind of leave that there of talking about halo Speaking of, speaking yeah. of Halo. Um, Halo is just, I don't know what's going on in that studio right now. Uh, maybe they can call over to the guys at Splitgate and start talking to them a little bit of, you know, what their plans are and, and introduce them because it doesn't matter what they do. It's plagued with delays and cancellation of features. Now, the feature they're canceling, I don't know why anyone gives a crap about anymore. But there's probably a few people out there still doing it. I mean, the seven people out there are really upset. Yeah. Um, the, the, the feature they are canceling is the local co-op. Now, I don't know how many of you are currently playing local co-op split screen. I have yet to play it in the last at least seven or eight years since online play started. So I don't know why anyone gives a crap that they're cutting that out. But people are very upset that they're delaying season three. Um, But we are getting new content from Halo. And we're getting two new maps. Detachment and Argyle um, will join the rotation. They're both from the Forge. So if you ever remember like Forge created maps, which we were supposed to get the Forge. We still haven't gotten that, but... They were created before. So we're getting maps that we kind of already know that were developed. So I feel like that's a quick way out of like, here's some new maps. It was from the forge. We updated some skins. That's about all we needed to do. Um, They do anticipate the forge beta to ship in September. And from what, what, where did you get this article from? It's from Kotaku. Kotaku. Already notice says if already, already notice already notice um basically said if you've seen any of the uh iterations of the forge footage that was believed to have come out um in his words they look fucking dope so as a fan of halo i'm really hoping that is true because i do like forge and i love when you can create custom games and custom maps in halo and like have only rockets or only swords or only one energy sword on the entire field. Um, there's all kinds of fun stuff that you can do with that. Um, cosmetics were teased for a free 30, 30 levels. So the first 30 levels are going to free for cosmetics. 
you're getting open world campaign will support online co-op james so when that comes out we're going to be playing halo infinite co-op immediately because i haven't finished the entire I love campaign. The campaign you love the campaign and being able to play that co-op is going to be awesome and the one thing that i don't know why it wasn't in the game in the beginning you can replay missions now why that wasn't something you could do in the beginning i don't know but it was their first attempt well not really first attempt it was a okay attempt at an open world game so i think it was just listen i i will say this i really i think the campaign deserved all the praise that it got uh, a lot of people are like whoa it's blah 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 i mean they completely changed what type of game Halo is. I don't care if they just took a couple of basic levels that we all love and went back in the day. It brought an old school Halo joy. Um, it did what it needed to do at the time. Now, if five years from now they haven't expanded upon what they've done and it keeps getting better, whether it's a new Halo or they expand upon this one with expansions, however they talked about doing it, then I think the conversation could be like, well, it's pretty it's pretty weak. They're triple A studio. They kind of already know what they're doing. Yes, I agree. But to change the whole formula, if they would have changed it as crazy as a lot of people say they, that they should have done, if they wanted all that praise, they could have lost so many halo fans. Like it, it, it's a whole dedicated community, right? That love the type of campaign. So doing what they did, I think was already a risk. I think that they pulled it off. I think that was great. I think co-op, uh, live co-op is going to be a lot of fun. I think you and I will have a blast with it. I will say my only downside to local co-op, uh, because I do run the Parents First Gaming podcast, I think parents like to play with their kids, maybe on the big screen TV that aren't very good, and then kind of help them, and the kid feels like. That's sad to me. For Halo, I think, was kind of that shooter that you get your kids involved in. Um, so I'm a little bit sad about that. With that being said, there's an entire Master Chief collection with local co-op that I could play that. Um, I don't personally think that it's that big of a deal and I don't care. And I think that the player base that actually utilizes that is very small. But I also think when you're any dev studio and you have to make commitments or you need to try to make commitments on the dates, you're going to launch X number of products and I need to cut something. That's the one I'm cutting. Like, that's the one I think I'm not getting my biggest return on and I'm going to cut it and maybe, you know, a year down the road, we'll put it back in or we'll worry about uh, launching something like that. But I just don't see what the uproar is about that specifically. I just it just felt like people wanting to complain and being more. It felt like people being more upset about the fact that they're missing deadlines, they're removing things, and that's what this game has been plagued with from the beginning. And it's not really people looking at, okay, what content are we what are we getting? It's just, I'm fed up, 343. You need to give us better maps. You need to have get this battle pass thing down that you seem to not be able to figure out because it's lackluster at best. Like, I, I could care less, like, okay, I got a samurai suit that I can't even change the color of or uh, do all these different things, and I have to play your very specific missions in order to do it. Like, they they missed everything. The only thing that Halo has kept that most of your hardcore gamers who pay attention to esports 
they nailed that side of it. It is still one of the best esports games to watch. That is a tiny, 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 tiny subset of the players you have out there. Going back to what you said with Splitgate, would a battle royale have given them that ability to be the big game they wanted to be? And the big game we all want Halo to be because Master Chief is a baller and everybody loves the game when it first came out. I mean, it created online gameplay. A first person shooter online wouldn't exist without Halo being what it was. But they have just missed the ball and are always seem to be playing catch up behind games like Call of Duty. Games like Battlefield, games like Fortnite. Fortnite's the only one that I'll say that hasn't really screwed up. Like Halo could be sitting in there as the top game over Call of Duty and Battlefield with how bad those two games did. But right now, Halo has less players than Battlefield. Battlefield had to give people money back. It was so bad. But they've at least been able to build their player base back up with giving them what they're asking for. So I'm hoping they're listening and I'm hoping all of these delays are coming to something that the players want. And if you listen, it is a battle Royale type game. Now they gave you that new game mode that was very battle Royale esque where you had the closing circle that was coming down with only so many lives that you could have. And it felt like, they were trying to figure out the mechanics of the game. But if you take Halo with all of its vehicles, the, the, the ships, and the way the universe is built and how many different levels you can have, you got Master Chief jumping off of stuff, like it could be phenomenal. But they just won't go there. I, and I don't know why. Because what Battle Royale, other than Call of Duty, Warzone, that they just bought, did they have to care about? It's a completely different studio. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my rant on Halo. Because I <laughs> want Halo to come back. I love it. Yeah, Halo's I really a lot do. of fun. It is a lot of fun. And because it, it started the gaming world for me online. Like, I wouldn't be playing unless it was for those games on I'm Xbox. I'm sure it'll be back. It'll be back next year. It'll be called Halo Gate. Halo Gate. I don't think that's going to happen. But Splitgate could win that war, and we're all over there playing that. That could be possible. But then I'd have to, like, figure out the triggers and which ones are for portals. Like, the portaling in Splitgate was the thing that I just sucked at, which means yeah, you, you sucked not, at the game. You were like, not very good at it. No, I wasn't. But I liked the game. I did really like the, the one game. game I was better than most of my friends. Everyone stopped playing. Yeah, it didn't they take like, me. It, did, it didn't take like, me long to get like this. James is better than us. We're not playing this. We're not playing this game. I anymore. didn't stop playing. I was continuing to play. It just everyone shifted over to other. Th- we we actually all just stopped playing. Yeah, yeah we, we kind of just a took a break for a while. But um, yeah, it didn't take me long to pass you up on PUBG either. So like, you need to step up your game there. How many? I'm horrible. How how many games in a row did you go without any uh, damage or Eight. kills? Eight Thanks. in a row, James. Eight. It was a rough night last night for for our friend James here. Um, I'm not gonna say he brought the team down, but I think he brought the team down. 
I admittedly told you that I was bringing the team down multiple well, times. Well, I, I, I really, I feel like I brought the team down for our, our win potential because I knew you weren't going to be able to clutch it up. So I had to have done something and I went and died at the end and you, you, you didn't clutch it and we were two V one at the end. So step your game up a little bit, man. Come on. Anyway, moving on to, um, kind of some topics we haven't gotten into a lot because we're not really doing too much streaming right now more focused on the podcasts and then things at that point. But, um, one of the largest podcasters out there, podcasters, streamers out there, uh, took a month long break. Um, I didn't notice. It's not one that we've had uh, a lot of good things to say about over the course of time, but, uh, Pokimane decided that Twitch isn't creatively fulfilling anymore. So she's branching out and streaming less. What what are your what are your takes on this, James? How, how do you how do you feel about somebody you my personal thoughts or you want me to break down an analysis of no, what No, I, I don't let's not we don't need to break down the analysis. If anyone wants to, they can go read the article. Like what are what are your personal thoughts? Like what what are, what Next are you thinking story. here? Next, Next story. story. You just you just don't care. I could care I honestly to me this announcement is like, oh, how do I get more relevant to everyone that's not paying attention to me again? I can see that. I just, as, but as far as like whether I, I mean, look, if you're not having fun, we say this to people that are going to stream to th- to to one person, let alone you know thousands, hundred, you know, hundred thousand people. If it's not fun, stop, because you can't, you know, you're not going to be good at what you're doing. And someone like her, I highly doubt she needs the money anymore. So if she wants to take a break, I don't care if it's for a year. I think she's probably earned it. She can do whatever the crap she wants and good for her. Yeah. The one thing I want to pull from this, and it's not necessarily about her here, but I think we're seeing this across a lot of streamers in general right now when you take a look at how much people streamed during COVID during isolation, when everybody was going live every day, I mean, go look at the stats on Twitch alone on how much it grew during that time. And when you're grinding anything like that, for the amount of time that you need to in order to make a living out of what they're doing. Like you, you get paid by going live. You get paid by continuing to do that. Whereas YouTube videos or other content creation methods, you create a video and it continuously makes you profit while you're sleeping. Especially if you create evergreen content, content that's good for long periods of time. You can continue to make money off of off of those things. If you're not having fun, just like you said, you have to stop. And you have to find something that's there. You also just got Ninja who said, I'm out. Like midstream. He's just like, I can't do this anymore. I need to take a break. I'm going to take a break. 
I, I like when we look at it, it's like, oh, here's guys that are making millions and millions of dollars. And if, if I had that, that player base or all those fans and everything, like how, how in the world would you want to do that? Like, I couldn't do that, but I get it. Like I can yeah, get I, the I issues would, that you're going Yeah, I would 100% eventually get to be like, I'll see you guys in a month. Deuces. Yeah. And if now, I had a ton of enough money, I might not come back. But your relevance just... can fall during that time. You can lose all you, Like, look at Ninja before he took the first big break and after. And, like, look before Mixer and after. Like, all the things that he has. Now, if Ninja wanted to, he probably could come out and do another 600,000-person stream and, and find the way he wanted to, anything he wanted to do. But to create that brand... They grinded. I didn't realize that Pokimane started when she was 17. And she's been doing that the, this whole time. So she's been doing yeah. it a long time. And keep in mind, if she had an exclusive contract with Twitch, I'm sure it was expected amount of hours also. I'm not exactly. sure how those contracts Yeah, worked. I would say there but would be an expected be, amount. It could be close to a, an end, or maybe she worked something in her contract, her new contract, that she could take a break. But, um, I mean, like I said, I, I don't necessarily care about her. I don't think she's the greatest at some things, but she needs to take a break for herself and take a break. And if that means she wants to focus on other content creation because she's trying to build a different brand, then great. But I, just I mean, really, I just hope I it's really not care. a brand with Gideon and all the other crap that we had to talk about where it's just like, you know, and that, and that kind of goes back to my other thing where I agree with you there of like, is this just another look at me thing? Like yeah. I've lost some and now I'm going to go through here. But if it is the legit burnout and you're done and you're not enjoying what you're doing anymore and you need to change pace, like I've changed careers a couple different times. Yeah. So I, I do get that piece of it, but I also am not going to care any more than I did beforehand. Um, and if anyone's out there feeling that way and they're just trying to grind through and grind through and grind through, Take a break, people. Like, it's okay. You don't you don't have to do continue to move forward with things you don't enjoy because you exactly. think you're going to like it. Everyone thinks this is the job for them. Like, oh, I think I can go ahead and go online every day and play video games. It's gonna be wonderful. Well, it's not really the video game playing that anybody gives a crap about. It's the entertainment aspect of it. It's the way you entertain, it's the way you have to literally put yourself out there for everyone to see every single day of all the moments that you want or don't want. You got to put a smile on your face, regardless of what the hell's happening in your daily life. That's not easy. It's like news anchors, like news anchors get that burnout all the time. Every day the news has to go on. They have to get there yeah. and it's live. So whatever you're going through, you're there. Um, so anyway, We'll kind of move forward off of that into uh, an article that I am happy to hear about because this is right up your alley. This is right up my alley. Um, sitting right, right over there is the actual uh, steering wheel and everything set up the cockpit set up that I put in front of the TV to pretend that I'm a race car driver. Um, mostly in a set of Corsa or um, F1 simulation. A set of course is more of like a real sim. F1 is uh more arcadey now. 
But the problem is I have an Xbox that's hooked up to my TV, so I have to buy the Xbox steering wheel, and I don't have one for PlayStation since I just got the PlayStation. And I'm not a big fan of having to go out and buy another $400 steering wheel simulator to be able to play uh, GT7 because Forza has taken their sim, their real sim, Forza Motorsports, off Xbox Store. It doesn't exist anymore. They haven't made one. They've been focusing on Horizon, which is an arcade um driver and doesn't really lead i mean you can play it with a steering wheel like don't get me wrong i know there's hardcore people out it's there just like, not really it's, it's not it's a simulator different. it's not a simulator for tracks that you know it's an open world game that's designed to do crazy stuff jump off things go through billboards drive on high speeds all that kind of stuff which which is awesome i love i love horizon but i'm sure for, it's not the most fun to be at the steering simulator. no no it's not jumping so, up into this sometimes and- sometimes the wheel has no idea what's going on and it just starts <laughs> spinning in circles and it's just like God, okay yeah. this is, this doesn't work as well and your brakes don't don't work as well um you, you can't feel the tension in them but head of xbox game studios matt booty and i, I just laugh every time i see it mr booty um <laughs> saying high praises for forza motorsport and it's upcoming eighth entry in the Forza Motorsports series during an episode of Xbox's official podcast. What he basically said is it's amazing. It's going to again, reset the high bar for what simulation and competitive racing games can be. Those are the words from Matt Booty, who is the head of Xbox game studios as he is complimenting Turn 10's upcoming game that they're going to have out, which is going to be Forza Motorsports. I'm assuming they're just going to call it 8, because that would be the one that we're on now. Before, and, and just so you know, before he was head of Xbox Game Studios, he also used to work on Racing Sims. Yes, he used to work on that's Racing kind of Sims. His, that's his background. So. And it's releasing in the spring of 2023, so we've got a while before we're going to get there. But as a fan of Racing Sims... I am very ecstatic that it's going to come out because I am actually underwhelmed with GT7. Um, The amount of time that they had to make Gran Turismo, uh, I don't think the game hit. I think it is 100% riddled with microtransactions everywhere in the game. And... The amount of work you have to do to just unlock the cars that you want is not worth the cars at, uh, that you get in the game. Like you're unlocking exactly. things that are two levels behind what you need. Uh, and it just doesn't, it wasn't fun. I played it a little bit. I continued to play it uh, more for the tracks because they're gorgeous. They just look amazing, and we haven't had anything on next gen that looks this good because a lot of the other simulators, uh, like Racing Simulator, like I said, Corsa, they put so much into the physics of the game that they don't. Like iRacing is a great. Like iRacing is an amazing example, um, but iRacing is expensive as crap to play. Like you got to buy everything in that game that you want 
but the graphics just aren't there. If you're looking for a visually amazing game that you're going to play and have the feel of a simulator game and not the 100% iRacing competitive, I mean, like, they've got tournaments, they've got all kinds of stuff. Like, it is, I mean, it is the simulator that even some pro racers use before they go to the tracks because of how great the physics are in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but to have something that is, I think what they'll end up doing is making it a more accessible game. They'll have a lot of helping features in the game. So assisted braking, assisted steering, uh, lines for you. Uh, you can tweak how competitive you want it to be. But as long as you can remove all that and crank it up to high and let the real sim guys race and you have good track physics, we can give you a little bit of a break if all the car physics aren't there. But as long as you have the track physics down and the feel of the game and the motion, I think it'd be a great entry into the genre. And there is a open hole right now for someone to take the reins for that. And I think that I think they will. I do think that they will deliver. Um, there are some things that PlayStation will deliver on, and there are some things that Xbox is going to deliver on. And time and time again, they have delivered. Whether it's Forza Horizon or Forza Motorsports in the past, um, I think they've just they have it down. Those teams know what they're doing. Uh, they really have a lot of passion into what they're doing, and I think that they really have it have it down. Um, so for me, I'm not really worried. I think that you're going to be very happy for that. I mean, I'm still waiting for GT seven VR. Cause that's the only way that GT could like step up their game. If they put VR on that, maybe I, they will. I mean, I don't, I, it may be there and I just don't have the headset cause you can't buy any of their hardware because it doesn't exist anywhere. But anyway, that's a whole nother problem. Um, but what is super, races, super unique about ahead. this game? Hold on. There's, there's something in the background that you have there, James, that makes this even better. Yeah. Even better. And that's what I was going to talk about. We could, we could transition right over to Xbox Game Pass because, of course, on PC and console. Can we get a sponsored by? Like, just put, can you just put sponsored by Xbox? Sponsored I know you got it Xbox behind you. Game. Like, unofficially sponsored by because we can't say officially. Yeah, unofficially. Yeah. Unofficially sponsored by you know how much I tout the Game Pass. Let's speaking of Game Pass though, let's talk a little about. I mean, about we should get we, like how many can we get paid for here? I'm just trying to figure out I how we know. get paid for this with how many. How we much probably you're need to have more than four people listen to our podcast. We have more than four people. Okay, ten people. Just seventy eight. Um, <laughs> I keep so, count. It's not. It's not higher than I can count. Let's jump over here uh, to Game Pass. Uh, there is a racing game that has just entered game pass this week so grid legends if you want to try that out remember it's you know just use your game pass subscriptions you might as well check it out immortals phoenix rising that was a ubisoft game for those that remember it looked like a clone of zelda breath of the wild with a i don't know a elden ring type aesthetic but it's all anime it's very cartoony zelda breath of the wild i would say graphic style but Got a lot of praise when it came out, uh, so it's a lot of fun to play. And Immortality, we talked about that, that FMV game from Her Story, or, um, yeah, Her Story and uh, The Lie, I, I think The Lie, whatever it was called. Um, I tried it, Ender. I tried it. 
it, it, it does get a lot of praise from eights and nines uh, from a lot of other um, companies. I couldn't get into it. I will say the found footage that you were scrolling through looks real. I Sometimes you think that it's real and they're just using real footage to go into that. I didn't get it, so maybe the game's just not for me. Um, but it is there, so Immortality is out. And coming this week, I know you're a big simulation lover, so I'm excited to see if you're going to jump into this. If you played Power Washing Simulator, Simulator I believe you'll play anything. What, Train, what is that supposed to mean? Sim World 3. Train Sim World 3 will be out on Game Pass on September 6th. And also September 6th. This, I think this is a big one. I think Game Pass subscriptions when it comes to cloud gaming, if people can, if parents can understand how to get cloud gaming on their phone, this game could, could, really usher in a new thing and that is disney's dreamlight valley it is a, it also comes out september 6th essentially it is for all intents and purposes imagine animal crossing but in the disney universe so i'm yeah, sure I'm, we'll I'm, play i will play a lot of that next week and i will uh i'm actually really interested with this with having you know a daughter and a son that are very into disney a four-year-old and a six-year-old um this definitely looks very interesting to me for them. And I, I like what you said there of like the ability to get on your phone. Like I can get this on their iPads, something like that for them to be able to, to play. And I think they would definitely enjoy it. I, I'd be interested to see if the game becomes a, too complex for them at their age. I think my six-year-old be fine, but my four-year-old might, might struggle through something like this. So I, I'd be interested to see how much help they get. A lot of times in, in games, at least I think for kids and, and my kids age bracket is my daughter's just starting to learn how to read. A lot of these games don't have voiceovers and you have to read the text off of it to tell you what you need to do next. Yeah. It's very hard for her to play that. Like she can get through some of it, but not all of it. So yeah, she's just starting to helping your out. kids learn how to read since its inception. Exactly. So, you know, we're now playing Kirby. Well, actually, the game they're playing by themselves right now is Yoshi. I told you that Yoshi Craft game, Craft World. Yeah. Um, so they're playing that now. And then I'm getting my daughter into playing Kirby, uh, the newest one that came out. Now, the newest Kirby is phenomenal. If anybody likes the Kirby games, like I, I was super shocked at how good it is. He can turn into all different kinds of stuff. There's actually a uh, leveling process of leveling your different abilities. So as you go through it, you can level up your abilities and you can get you know a bigger sword to swing and you get this lava hat that you throw lava bricks from. It's really fun. And it's something me and her can play together. And yeah. like I can kind of drive the game. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying before of like removing the split screen play in halo. You know, I wouldn't be able to do that with her there. Not that I think they're at the age to play it. That's for every parent to decide. Uh, our other podcast, uh, parents first gaming goes into extensive talking about all of the things that parents need to know about games. And when is it appropriate for children to play certain things, their opinions on it. Like we're not experts in the field, but you guys do bring in some experts in the field to give their opinion. So if yeah, you're interested in that, 
I would definitely take a look at that podcast, which has what 50 episodes. How many are you guys up to now? We are at 48. We're 48. taking a break, obviously. Uh, so you can go back and binge watch quite a few um, or listen if you're on the audio. Um, we uh, are taking a break because I am getting married. So after my honeymoon, we will come back. Uh, the second week of October will be episode 49. And then we're going to try to do something really fun for episode 50. And now just because you are uh, not a nice person um yes i will be playing train simulator 3 and yes power wash simulator is better than some of the games you have recommended to me before i'm not going to put anybody out there right now but some of the games you have recommended power wash simulator is much better now one of the reasons why i will be playing train simulator 3 and they did get three of them so someone's playing them is because where no, I grew very up, popular. Where, they are I very gr- popular. where I grew up and where I live now, we are one of the areas that has a ton of trains. Like I grew up with trains around like I can, I can every night I can hear the trains go by and it's one of those sounds of like, that's home. So one of the things about playing these is it feels like home when you play them because you're doing all the different trains and building your depots and sending them out i just grew up around trains so i do like them and i will be playing it and you can shut your little face hole about it no i just want you to stream it because i i thought about trying it out myself to be honest well i mean so you want to know what the saddest thing is out of all of this the most i the most people i've ever had watch my stream was when i was playing farming simulator yeah and I had like 25, 30 people watching at any given night on Farming Simulator. So people joke, but there is an entire world out there really into these simulators. Yeah. No, I'm sure and the they're very Simulator niche. will be very popular. They're very niche. Um, I'm just hoping that Train Simulator does better than Bus Simulator did because people didn't really care about the Metro buses as much. Um, but if you're looking for one of the best made simulators out there farming simulator 22 is amazing and the modding world is absolutely insane on that game and they do mod the game for xbox as well not all the mods are out there but they do have a significant amount of modifications that you can get to even make the game more realistic than the developers wanted and that dev team really does listen to all of their player base because they add a lot of those mods into the next version of the game. And you, you have it just natively and you don't need the mods anymore. Um, and it's on game pass. So you can give it a shot for no money except for your subscription. All right, James, I got a bone to pick with you, man. Oh no. Why on earth did you try to get me to download the monstrosity of a game that is Warzone to play. Well, I listen, don't I don't understand listen, why you, you would why, think give me a second. Give why me a second you would think answer. anyone wants to play that horrific game anymore after all the shit I have well, talked about it. Well, listen. Listen. Over the last U- year. US Bobber and who's Jay that uh we do podcasts with and you know, good friend. He has not stopped playing it. 
he has very limited time. It's an easy. Well, I've always questioned Jay on his but, you know, but in, aptitude in fairness, for different things. The, the time that he's been he hitting the head play, a lot playing football. Like yeah. I, I can't trust his judgment but all the, the time. time. The times that he has to play it makes sense. Call of Duty is very quick to get into a game. It's it can be very casual if you want it to be. You don't have to be super competitive. So is Halo problem. I'm just saying for him, it's it's easy. He under, you know he understands it. He he played it, grew up playing it, kind of like you. Um, so I was like, he's like, yeah, man, let's try to play some games. And I was like, whatever. I was like, okay. I was like, I don't really want to play, but I'll come over and play. And I actually had a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that I played nine games of PUBG and didn't damage anyone. <laughs> um, and it starts to get frustrating and demoralizing. I jumped into a game of Call of Duty. I was like, oh my God, I'm trying to use my Xbox Elite controller and remember all the buttons. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be horrible. First game I drop in solos, nine kills. I was like, what is happening? And it's just funny when you play so many PC, whether with Tarkov and PUBG, and it's such a slower and your aim, your act, everything has to be more precise. You really, if you play just the amount of time that we've put into those games, and then you go back to Call of Duty, you really remember, one, there's a couple of good things. We talked about this the other day. The movement and the precision, especially, I think, using a controller is is flawless the, the movement in call of duty is great the gunplay is great that part for the mo- now we can get into the technical stuff the time to kill things like that but just the actual movement for yourself is phenomenal and it was just it it really goes to show you how arcadey call of duty really is coming from the others um you know everyone's like oh it's very realistic no it's just popular uh it's not. There's nothing realistic about that game. Yeah, it's extremely arcadey, but it was a lot of fun. And I think in small moderation, I think you would have had fun. I think you would have had fun playing it a little bit today, only because if I'm doing eight, nine, ten kills on average in almost every game I'm playing with Jay, I know you're better than me, and you're going to have the, the feel, the same feels I'm getting with the game just well, I mean, like, you're just you get aim bot back because you get aim assist back. Like, like that's the whole yeah, thing that happens. Is I, you mean, get, I mean, you get incredibly strong aim assist back. People, no, I understand that, but the the attacking after people, going after just the whole process. I was like, man, Ender probably be just killing it. And game, like I said, playing with friends. I didn't jump into play by myself. I jumped into play with friends. But you just said you jumped into play a solo game. Well, I had to warm up before he got on. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, while you were out there playing Call of Duty, I decided to drop another win, you know, on my own in, in, in casual and casual. That's true. I, I can't. I'm not there yet. I'm not there for the regular game. I can win casual. How many game? How many casuals have we won together? I don't know. None. None. <laughs> none at this point because someone's bringing down like. Well, when you play casuals together, we have to play in squads. That's true. We do get tied up with squads, but we should still be able to take that. Anyway, I am not throwing away the possibility of playing the game again. I just have no desire to figure out how to free up 200 gigs of my hard drive to download a game that I'm just going to sit there and play and be like, this could be the best game out there. 
and continue in my head the whole time of like, this is the amount of stuff you need to fix. You need to change this. Like that's what pulled me away from the game is they just weren't changing anything. Oh my God. And, fix and I anything. Just, like I said, you have to, I think you just have to. And the new game's coming out fun. in a, what, a couple months. Yeah. So I'll be there playing that when all of you guys are still playing your battle royales. I'll be in there playing the multiplayer games, which are my games, which I enjoy. No, which I'm gonna play. I, games. The first thing I will do is I will I will get the new Call of Duty. I really like Modern Warfare. I will play for the first week. I will I will I will only play the campaign until I beat it. Because if I start playing, if I start the campaign and then I switch over to multiplayer, every like I just have. Oh, to you never finish. You never finish multiplayer oh, campaign. I, I, but I think their campaigns are really good. The set pieces, it's over the top summer blockbuster type. It's supposed action. to I think be. It'll be great. Um. So I will finish that, and then I will probably jump into some multiplayer with you until the new Warzone comes out. And I mean, that that is most likely what will happen, unless everything they said they're going to do didn't happen, and it's the Correct. same game. Actually, I would take Modern Warfare back. Like, just give me <laughs> back what we had before, and I'd be back with, with no problems. Like, I'll, I, I, won't, I promise I won't complain about Verdance. Just bring it back. Yeah, I the only thing they um, have to do in that game is bring back one map and I'll pick it up tomorrow. It is it is uh I did not like enjoy the map very much, but I I did have a lot of fun. I will I mean even the new map that I had fun. Everyone said is supposed to be amazing. I've watched people play it. I've watched Tim and Doc, the guys that have to play it every single day, until they start having fun with the game again, like I'm not gonna go play. Because I got, I got have the, the exact same feelings that they do. Now, I am enjoying PUBG, but I will be the first to admit, last night, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, the, the grind the grind gets to you. When you put in, I don't know, we were four hours in at that point. Yeah. Like, you're just like, okay, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm getting my ass kicked. It's time to just do it. Because it's, you know, you don't have the gulag. You don't have buybacks. You don't have anything. You it's start just littered. Over. It is really littered with hackers, and it does get frustrating. I mean, and I think, but I will say this: it's also littered with people that have been playing a whole lot longer than we have. Correct, but but the player, the problem is, is the player base is not very big, right? So That's if true. You run into six hackers. I mean, we run into the same people it, often. We are getting killed by the same hackers over and over yeah. and over. It's yeah, not like and and Call of Duty, you can go of hackers. You, like Call of Duty was always you'd go a week. And not really be able to tell if you've got killed by a hack. You probably did, but you couldn't really tell. And then you'd have that one day that's just riddled. And then the next day it would be fine. Because the player base was so big. Yeah. You know, but it, PUBG, it, it's, it's, PUBG's it's, it's not. And then it's, it's, I mean, you get one tap from across the map. like, Or, or you end up getting lucky like I did in my win. Even though it's in casual, I got two airdrops. Ended up having an AWN and an AUG and tier, like geared out in level uh, three, everything. Like, no one was killing me. I was one-tapping everybody with the AWN anyway. Yeah, exactly. And if I got anywhere close to him, I had the best gun in the game in the AUG. So you get those kind of things. There's not much you can do um, unless, you know, you. I ran into someone that was just a whole lot better than me. But even then, I have a little bit of the upper hand of the gear that I have. I can get out of stuff that they couldn't. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. I'm not saying that Call of Duty won't be something 
that I might download and play. Cause if you guys are playing, like I enjoy playing with friends in the games, but at the end of the day, kind of going back to what we said before, if you're not enjoying the game, yeah. like I'm not going to sit down and play for four hours, Like it's not going to happen. I'm not playing call of duty all day. I may be able to get three or four games in and then I'm like, I- I'm done. Like I, I, this is over. Cause running up and down that stupid mountain map called Dara. It just, just, just bores me. And then, so I will say the last time I launched into that game, it looks atrocious. It does not look good. Now that I've been playing all of these other games, like it is like, man, they need to go and get the new graphics packs and the overlays and start utilizing these next gen consoles because it's an ugly game. Yeah. It is very ugly right now. And the Caldera map itself has nothing interesting on it. It's just palm trees and a hill and a tiki hut and some plains. I mean, my yep. hope, like I go. said, we talked about this on our, on our Call of Duty thing. My, my honest hope is when you play games like PUBG and stuff, it, it really is. Do I like every, every map and moment in PUBG? No. Do I like the fact that I can get multiple maps and I might not like this one, but I could get a different one the next one? I really wish that when they launch the new one that they eventually throw in a, a rotating map list that, sure, maybe Caldera is on it. Does everyone have to like it? No. And I don't want to hear the people with the arguments, all people will just back out. People will just back out. Then do what everyone else does. And once you get to 70 players, if you're going to do 100, if you get to 70, fill the rest with bots. Who, honestly, who cares? There's enough real people. I mean, they're, the already filling, Call of Duty is, they're already filling Call of Duty with bots now anyway. But so Call of Duty is, is the, the player base mess. So I don't want to hear the argument about people just back out. Sh- shut up. If it's a rotation, I don't really think people will back out because there's always going to be someone in the group's like, no, Caldera is awesome. Or Verdansk. No one has like, ever said Caldera is awesome. Those I'm words sure have never been uttered. One annoying friend in No, there's one guy that like, got paid by Call of Duty to do it. <laughs> Unless you're getting paid, there's no one out there that was like, this but is you know, exactly. To, to my no, point, no it's one okay. out there said, hey, why don't you go ahead and take this modern warfare game that we all love and decide to give us a world war two game in the Pacific that no one asked for and no one gives a shit about. And then in the process, destroy everything good about the game. No one said that. And was I'm like, sure, you know what? I'm sure this is awesome. Activision CEO said that. No, I'm sure Activision CEO said, how many skins can we sell? He didn't even yeah. know what game they built. He had no fucking clue what game they were building. He didn't know. He was like, all right, what's our skin revenue for this month? I'm buying a new house. Ooh, that's my Ferrari. He didn't give a fuck. If he gave a fuck, this game never would have been made. They ne- like, I am fine. I'm going to go off on a rant here, even though we should probably end this now that we're over an hour, but I'm going to go on this rant anyway. And and if thank you for listening to the two dudes, that game podcast before I rant and you can go ahead and turn it off here. If you don't want to listen to it, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be better, be better than this today, James. (laughs) 
than to go on my Call of Duty rant because it just solidifies the reason why I won't re-download the game. I'm gonna, you know I'm what I what that. I well I I will defend you a little bit. I won't throw you into the bus. The reason throw if me you're the just bus. starting you mean to push me to into us, the bus. If if you're if you're Hit just listening me. to us, the reason he gets so fired up about it, it's because you care. It's, it's my passion. The it's game, the game that I love. Call of Duty. I am still the I am still the guy that watched every single minute of the Call of Duty League. I watch it Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays on the worst game ever Vanguard. I watched all of it, all of it. And they have did like, they were the Mecca. Like when advanced warfare was out, like, Oh my God, it was just so amazing. And you're like, if they keep this up, it's going to be good. Then modern warfare came out. And I know people had all the issues with modern warfare. Some liked it. Some didn't like it. But then they continue, and I don't know who on the creative team thinks anyone gives a shit about old school games. Make one if you want, but don't break the one I love. Nobody gives a shit about old weapons. They don't care. They don't want to play them. Everyone you put out that's based on World War I or World War II or whatever other war that you want sucks. Give me Call of Duty in space and I'm happier. It was basically advanced warfare. Or Infinity Warfare Infinity or whatever war. it was. Yeah, or, yeah, not Infinity War. That's Infinite the, the Warfare. Infinite, Infinite Warfare. warfare? Give me exoscutes. Give me cool things. Give me drones to fly around. That's what kids want. They don't care. No, no one likes history anymore. Was this your, was this your not rant? This is my not rant. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. You know, it could have been worse. I, 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 we could, we could make an entire two hour episode on this, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to say good night to everybody because I'm tired. It's been a long day. I went bowling with my kids, which was actually awesome. We did have a good time. We had a good time up until the end. So I want, I have another rant on that, on bowling. (laughs) If you're going to take a large group of kids bowling, you need as a parent to be situationally aware of the other people around you and not let your kids act like complete morons. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because at a bowling alley, my four-year-old son almost got knocked over three times by like 15-year-old kids that definitely knew better with parents that were there that didn't give a shit because obviously they just weren't there. So it started out good because we normally get there like right when they open because my kids, they you know they take their you know rest time and they don't have a lot like three o'clock hits they're done so we normally get there when they open play for you know two games takes about two hours we got there a little bit later today because we were running behind and then we got it started getting too busy but be aware of like little kids trying to learn how to bowl and all that kind of stuff and if you have other kids around there. Like, teach them general etiquette of being in public, please. 
Because they, they, these, these people shouldn't even have been out in public. I get we've been locked up with COVID for a long time, but you need to teach your kids how to act again. That's my rant. <laughs> it was it was it was a great time up until like the this last thirty been, minutes. This has been two dude two dudes that ran. I would you want to? We could make that podcast. I could make that work. We could just pick a topic each day. <laughs> you you want to just start two dudes that politic? You want to hear some rants? We should do a podcast that's literally only 20 minutes long every day. Every day. It's like two dudes that rant. Well, I, uh, I'm down. Well, it's, it's Peter Griffin's What Grinds My Gears. <laughs> what, what grinds my gears? They have that new game that just came out, that uh, card game that was like the Cards Against Humanity. But they're like, have you seen that? It's like this random ass questions that they ask. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need it. What is the name of that thing? Hold on. It's like an app that you can download. And it's um Oh, it is. Let me read it. Answer the internet. Oh, that's funny. Is what it's called. Sure. And it's um it's from uh the Barstool, the guys that did the Barstool Sports. Gotcha. Um, but then you have like all these different questions that they ask you. And they're just like some of the worst effed up things that you could like like here's one. I'll just give you an example of one. And we could we just pick one a day. Would you rather be drunk for twenty four seven or never be drunk again? That's that's the thing you have to you have to answer. For me, I don't drink, so never be drunk again is fine. I mean, never be drunk again for sure. But here's yeah. one: Would you rather have to tell your mom everything sexual you've done, or have to show her your entire porn history? That's a question. <laughs> That's a question that could get well, you in trouble. Maybe we should end this podcast here. Before <laughs> Would you? My mom listens to this podcast. That's so okay. I, I've met your mom. I like your mom. Would you rather have Cheeto fingers or wet socks for the next 24 hours? Cheeto fingers for sure. Yeah, I would not do the wet socks. I, I would get no Cheetos. Like, I would just clean up the Cheetos afterwards. Wet socks would be terrible. When I go on a water ride at the amusement park, I actually take my, my socks off. And oh, I agree. Them in my pocket. I agree 100. Yeah. Wet socks are terrible. Yeah. That's it's the worst thing ever. Anyway, thank you for listening to this terrible end of the podcast. I'm glad I ended it back then. If you're still listening, I don't know why. This has nothing. We should, you know, If we do make a podcast, it could be the, like the Seinfeld podcast, the show about nothing. We're literally just going to come on and talk about whatever the hell we feel like talking about that day. Yeah. I could do that. But thank you for listening to Two Dudes That Game. I am Ender. This is my co-host, James. We are out. Good night.